are now tuned in to the School of Higher Thought podcast, where we explore the realm of personal development. We aim to upgrade your life through lessons learned from personal experience. Episodes are released every Sunday. For more updates and other apparent content, please follow our other social medias in the description below. I hope you've got your notepads ready. Classes in session. The single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has taken place. George Bernard Shaw Communication is a key component to anything, from building and maintaining relationships to leading a country, negotiate with bank robbers to build an architecture. Without communication, people just do not know how to support you or even trust you to begin with, right? Communication is the pillar of of everything. If there's a lack of communication, then everything may fall down. That's because that people don't really know what they're doing. People might not trust you, so they start doing their own thing and that sort of messes things up. You see this all of the time, right? From from relationships to big, big, big businesses, their leaders aren't communicating to their employees well enough or their managers to communicate the importance of certain things or certain rules that's in place and certain measures. And sometimes it may even lead to death or sometimes it may lead to the whole project or business falling down and falling apart. Same with relationships. Your whole relationship can fall apart just because of poor communication. Now, the definition of communication, according to Oxford Languages, is the successful conveying or sharing of ideas and feelings. There's three different elements of communication, right? There's body language, voice, slash tone of your voice, and spoken words. Now, you might think that most of communication is the words that you're saying but in actuality it's really not you know in 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 face-to-face interactions 55% of communication is actually your body language it's unspoken words it's it's a lot of time we we when we talk we display a certain body language and I would tell the real truth same with the tone of your voice 38% of communication is from the tone of your voice 7% of communication are the spoken words that you're saying. These are the things that, like, what you're hearing right now in this podcast is spoken words. It's me speaking words to you. But you can also hear the tone of my voice. And because of that, you understand things on a different level. Because I can say the same thing in two different ways. I can say one simple sentence. Yeah, it's whatever. Or I could say it like this. Yeah, it's whatever. You know, it sounds different. Although I'm saying the exact same words, the way how it's said, it communicates how I'm feeling. And I feel like, you know, this is because our tone of voice is a result of how we're feeling. It's a reflection of how we're feeling. So rather than the actual words itself, that's communicating what I mean to you. It's the feeling behind it. It's the emotion behind it. And that's also reflected in your body language too. Like, for example, even as simple as your eyes. When you talk to somebody, especially men, I know you're going to understand this one a lot because if you have a girlfriend or whatever and you say something and she rolls her eyes, yeah, you know she's not happy with whatever whatever you've just said or suggested. She's not happy with it. You know, it's these small things. Yeah, it's fine. Rolls her eyes. (laughs) You know it's not really fine. So that's the body language, you know, and that's 
the part that really communicates with you. And I think that part's really important because us men, we say things with conviction. We say things and we mean it. Whereas women, a lot of the time, they talk and communicate with their tone of voice and their body language a lot more. Whereas us men, we commonly, you know, we just say the things that we mean. Whereas women tend to say things, but then really say things that they talk the most with their body language. And if you really assess the non-verbal cues, you understand, okay, cool. So it's not really this that she's upset about. It's really this, you know. And I think it's important to understand that from both angles, you know. Especially if you're a woman and you're listening to this. If you have a partner and you're upset with something, it's important for you to actually say what you mean. Because not everybody is conscious of this. Not everyone realises that what you say isn't necessarily what you mean at that point of time. It's really the thing behind it. And, and you know, they don't they might not register when you're rolling your eyes or or crossing your arms and not really paying attention to them and do you know what I'm saying when you when you try to act cold it's not really communication you're communicating but you're not communicating effectively and this is the aim of this podcast episode to really dissect the art of communication now in a position of a, a husband or a wife or a boyfriend girlfriend or even somebody who you've just forced a friendship with in this position you communicate so you both know where you are at internally. So you both know how to act and support one another. Now you see, a lot of the time we communicate with our partners or our friends, family members, and we're just talking, 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 or we don't talk at all. And there's not really any commu- real communication going on. We say a lot, but we're not saying anything. You know, we say, we just keep on dancing around the real elephant in the room or the real thing that's happening and that causes us to then bottle things up and then it comes up again and it's repressed and then it comes up again and then it just leads to more issues i'm going to talk about this a bit more in detail later on so in the position of a leader you aim to communicate to ensure your followers have clear instructions to engage in actions that could result in the desirable vision or the the mission statement of whatever company is or or your just the people that you that's just the vision that you have inside of your mind right now there's a whole story about this that Sun Tzu actually wrote and it's a really powerful story I'm not going to run through it right now I'm saving it for the end of the podcast episode because I have a lot more things to talk about but this would be a nice little story at the end of the podcast episode so stay tuned do not pause it and then save it for later or whatever listen to it all the way through okay so there's a couple key things here that we need to dissect when it comes to communication. Communication can be made ineffective by so many different factors, right? So many different things that go into making communication effective and efficient. So one of the things that I see a lot of the time, when we go into communication with somebody, let's take, for example, and let's assume that we're talking about in the dynamic of a relationship but this principle can be applied in in many different ways because relationships aren't just romantic they're also platonic they're also business relationships they're business their relationships are all all facets a lot of people go into communication without a real intention they just go into it with emotion because they're feeling pissed off or they've had enough and they've reached their limits or you know all of these different things they just they just go into it without actually having a desired outcome that they have in mind. They're just talking for the sake of it. And this is a big problem 
because when you do this a lot of the times it leads to just people arguing rather than communicating and come coming to a common grounding or understanding you know they're talking at each other than with each other when you're in a relationship of any kind you must go into communication with an intention you must highlight this beforehand then when closing the conversation run over your understanding and run over their understanding see and, and when i say run over their understanding i mean let them talk not you let them talk and see if the other person matches your understanding and you know with that being said you have to listen more you have to listen to understand rather than responding because a lot of time we're just listening but we're not really listening we're not actively listening we're just we're just thinking of our next response or we're thinking of oh that's bullshit uh, no <laughs> you must and i mean you must just listen to them because what they're saying is a is a reflection of how they feel or their understanding or perception listen to that because a lot of the time the problems that have arisen in certain situations derives from their lack of understanding of of something that might have happened or something that you've done or something that they've done or or when I say something that they've done they might have done something or done nothing and then that caused them caused you to feel a type of way and when you feel a type of way you then sort of resent them for it or you might feel a certain way about it but the problem is is that we're not listening to you understand we're not listening to to see you know where things have gone wrong to find a solution we're listening to just respond and when that happens you know when the next time you respond it's going to be completely unrelated to what they're saying or it's not really going to be something that actually brings value to the conversation sometimes you might go into it and we're we're, we're cussing the other person and when you cuss the other person what does that do that makes them go on a defense and actually they just start entertaining that and then now it's no longer about what's going on what the real issue is at hand you're now dancing around the bush you're now beating beating around the bush and you're talking about what this and this person's done and what they haven't done or or all of the different things that's going on around you that you're frustrated about but that's completely unrelated let's get to the real nitty-gritty part of the conversation let's really understand each other and come to a common ground and and reach a solution you know let's 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 go into this conversation with a solution you know and that's the important thing that's where coming into the conversation with an intention comes in because we go into conversations just trying to make ourselves feel heard but you're not really being heard you're just talking at the other person you're not talking with the other person so now that we understand you know to come into the conversation with an intention when you get into the real hard and deep conversations with somebody just understand that some conversations will be very difficult for the other person to hear your perspective and how you feel about certain things or vice versa you might find it difficult to hear about how they feel or the certain situation that they went through or their you know what they did wrong or whatever it is understand that it's going to be difficult to listen to right i know this but you can't let emotions dictate your response you have to make sure that it's a safe place for both you and that person to speak because if you don't then the people are going to less they're less likely to be honest and real with you and raw with you about how they really feel or the certain things that's happened you know and when that happens the communication just ceases because no one's saying what they really feel no one feels like it's they're safe enough to do it so they naturally hold back but you don't want to hold back you want to know exactly what is happening and that way you can really dissect it and reach a 
a, a, a solution you know that is valid and accurate and suits that certain situation because how are you supposed to reach the appropriate conclusion if you don't have all of the details and information that you need you know and once this person has really conveyed how they feel respond with empathy and understanding so they feel heard and understood but also if you don't understand what they have said clarify it you know a lot of the time you feel it's like in school when a teacher asks you oh is does everyone understand everybody who doesn't understand does not put their hand up and because of that you have more disruptions later on you don't understand the the how to do the work or how to answer the question when the exam comes around because you didn't raise your hand when you needed to you know this is the time in 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 situations of communication this is where you must communicate whether it's you're communicating with your teacher or your partner you must communicate where you do not understand things you know just ask them oh this specific part i don't, I don't understand I don't understand, you know, could you clarify that for me? You know, and, and that also makes them feel more that you're trying to understand them rather than ju- you're just listening or you're just, you're just standing there with a blank face and you're not really communicating how you feel. And it's better when you communicate and both people are participating or all people are participating because if it's only one person who's communicating and the other person isn't really receiving the information, then it's not really communicating, is it? You know? Sometimes it's people even disconnect from the conversation because it's too heavy for their emotions. And that's okay. Sometimes. Especially if you know it may result in an undesirable response because some people might not be able to un- to, to handle certain levels of emotions. And they might act out. They might start crying up the place or they might start being violent in some cases. That's okay. If you know that's you, give yourself time to cool down. That's perfectly fine. But you must reach a, a resolution. You have to come back to the conversation at some point. Others in the same issues will just come again and again and again and again. And that's the importance of communication. It kind of works towards making sure that it doesn't have to come up again. Because you now know what you can do in future. Or you have an idea at least. Or the other person might have an idea. Now, communication can also be disrupted by cultural and intellectual difference. So you can say one thing to someone. And that person may understand because they too have that intellectual or cultural capital that's similar to yours. However, saying it to another person may leave them even more confused than they went into the conversation with. So you have to understand who you're talking to. It it will help you to understand how they communicate so you can then communicate to them. For example, let's take for example in an extreme scenario. If somebody is deaf and you're talking to them with your words, they're not going to understand you. They might be able to lip read, but it won't be very accurate. But if you know that they 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 thrive in in, in sign language and body language, you're gonna emphasize that more so they can understand you better. Or let's take for example, if you're talking to somebody who's more from the from from a poor background and they might not have a, a solid education, and a lot of their people and their peers in their community they talk in a certain type of slang. If you talk in that type of slang and in their accent, they will understand you and be a lot more receptive to how you're communicating to them rather than if you are to use that same level, same type of communication with a more affluent person who's been in the school in Eton, for example, you know, in a private school, you know, they communicate a lot more different to, to other people in different parts of the world or even parts of the country. You know, let's take, for example, 
Wall Street Trapper. He's a very, very, very good at doing this. This is why I really love, you know, his work. Wall Street Trapper, shout out to Wall Street Trapper. When you look at him, right, so his story is quite simple. He went to prison for some crimes that he did. And when he came, he basically learned financial literacy. He learned to invest in the stock market and all of these different financial tools. He learned to use them inside of prison through books and through, through I think, one of his um, cellmates. This guy, he seeks to understand that knowledge. And then he now translates that to people of a similar background to him who aren't taught that in schools, who aren't, they never really had that opportunity to understand, you know, what a stock, stock is or a bond is or what options are or what a stock split is. Like people, they were here like, what, what's that? Like, I don't even know what that is. What do you mean invest my money? All I know is the only people that I see are people either doing like proper blue collar jobs, you know, plumbing, electricians maybe, or gardening, or if they go into the illegal side of things, selling drugs, fraud, etc. But he became a channel to translate what he had learned into a way, into words that communicate these things to his people, to people who are like him, who don't have access to that type of knowledge or type of language. So they naturally don't adapt to that language. You know, for example, certain stock ideas or, or, or you know, he says things in a way which relates to the life that he used to live, right? Trapping. That's where he gets the name from, Wall Street Trapper. He then says things in a way, in analogies that relate to trapping. Because a lot of the principles are the same in business, you know, it's, it's literally, it's, it's a business, so it translates the same, it's just in a different language. And he is brilliant at doing that. And as a result, the people that he is trying to communicate this to understand him effectively. Whereas if he then goes to somebody who, who went to school in Harvard and was raised in the suburbs and has never been around that kind of life, they would not understand how he's saying what he's saying to them, but... If he then speaks in the other language of the way how he learned it, they would understand it, you know, through the books and if he, through his, through his um, peers who were in prison for white collar crime. That's different because they were raised inside of a an environment where they understand that better. You know, let's take, for example, Jordan B. Peterson. He's a brilliant mind, very intellectual. But the problem is, is that when he says things, he's, he speaks so eloquently and he says a lot of big words. And really complex words and, and, and he does that to simplify the concept, the complex concepts inside of his brain. And he breaks that down into words that might actually be hard to follow along if you're not, you know, extremely literate. You know, if you don't have that kind of academic background, you'll find it difficult to understand what he's saying. Doesn't mean that you're not intellectual. Doesn't mean that you're incapable of understanding the concept. It's just the way how he explains the concept might not speak to you in a way which is easy for you to communicate. You would have to then develop the skill of communicating like, like how he communicates for you to understand what he's saying. And that's a big thing. You know, a lot of people underestimate the impact of cultural difference and intellectual difference. So when they speak, they don't speak in ways which help other people to understand. A lot of people speak from their ego. They're just trying to sound the smartest in the room. But no, 
say things in a way where the people that you're talking to make sure that they understand it because not everybody has a certain type of education that allows you to understand complex words but once again shout out to Wall Street Trapper shout out to Jordy B. Peterson shout out to all of those people because they're speaking to the, to their type of people you know people like them and that's completely fine you know but what I'm saying is is that if you're in a situation you're talking to somebody or you're talking to a, in front of a group of people or, or whatever you have to understand who you're talking to so you may engage in, in a, an effective an efficient way of communicating with them so they can understand what you're saying just as well as you are saying it because look communication isn't only receiving the information it's always it's also given the information right because communication is 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 it's an exchange between multiple people it's not only you who's engaging in it it's also the other person and in order for this other person to understand what you're saying, you must say things in a way which they understand. And likewise, you know, for them to say things in a way which you understand, you must, you know, one, listen, two, ideally speak the same language as them, whether it's cultural language, whether it's actual verbal language, or even the same intellectual language. You know, let's take, for example, professionals right you go to a hospital clinic and they're diagnosing you with something and they're saying oh yeah you have this and this and this and this and it's these big long complex words and you're like but what does that mean what, is, what like i don't know what any of this means right okay cool so let me just break this down for you in layman terms it means this and this and this and your options are this and this and this it's a result of this and this and this this is these are your options you know this is what you can do okay cool now i understand that you know that's all you had to really say <laughs> you know so as I said you know there's multiple things you want to do when it comes to communication you want to go in with an intention make sure it's highlighted before beforehand so you both kind of you know are on the same page and that way you're both working towards that intention rather than you know you have this intention in mind but they don't really know what you want to get out of it you know and then before Closing the communication, run over both of your understanding. See if you both are coherent with each other in terms of where you are currently at and your understanding. Speak from a place of empathy and understanding. Make sure you're not responding to what they're saying with uh, emotion and, uh, and irrationally. Make sure you're, you know, as I said, given empathy and understanding. But then does that doesn't mean that you just be a pushover that means that okay cool like i understand how you feel and i appreciate how you feel but you know the way how you've done this makes me feel like this and unfortunately like i understand sometimes i might take it out on you or i might act a certain way but you know i feel like if we both recognize what we're both doing we can come to this intention that we we've set for ourselves you know, it's, it's smooth things like that. And, you know, not make sure you're not interrupting. Try this, right? This is something that I do personally. And it changed my, my game when, I, when it came to communicating. When you're speaking to somebody, right, and you're engaging in conversations, even if it's just a light-hearted conversation, it's not a deep conversation, you're not trying to come to an in intention, you're just engaging in normal conversation. One, speak less, listen more. Two, 
just try this, right? When they're speaking, give them, just count on your head, three seconds. If they don't say anything after three seconds, then you interject. Then you say what you need to say. But if they, because a lot of the time, look, what we don't realize is, is that when people are talking, they're actually processing how they can communicate certain ideas or or trying to even understand themselves what they're trying to say. So at times they may pause, they might they may take a quick brief breather or a quick second to just kind of process how they're going to say whatever they're going to say as efficient as they can. I do this quite a lot. You see this on a podcast all of the time. When I'm talking, I take quite long pauses. I sometimes even have to edit the pauses because the pauses that I take can be quite long sometimes. <laughs> so if you just don't interrupt them, you actually get to hear what they really want to say because they're putting a lot of time and effort in their minds to communicate this idea efficiently to you. But the problem is a lot of the time, as soon as somebody hears a slight gap in a conversation, they want to interject and say whatever they want to say straight away. No, don't do that. It ruins their trailer thought. And a lot of the times it kind of stops them from actually saying what they wanted to really say because the conversation that goes from here to then there to then there to then there and you're just traveling in this conversation but you're not traveling to where that person actually was wanted to take it and it's usually something that they really want to say but they're struggling to communicate you know so they might need time to process how they're going to say it and you know just try not to interrupt them all you have to do is give them three seconds just three seconds one two three okay cool you know what I'm saying? It's that it's it's actually not a long time. You just have to be patient with it. And a lot of the time as well, another thing that we do, another thing that we do that disrupts communication is trying to assume what the person has said before they have finished what they said. We often paint an image of what they mean or how they feel before they finish. Just let the person clarify and convey how they feel without interruptions, you know? And again, if you then fail to understand or you're struggling to understand or you think that you may have misinterpreted something or even if you just want to clarify and just to make sure that you're, you're understanding what they said is true or accurate, just ask them. Ask them how... Okay, cool. So what you're saying is is that... Am I correct? Is this accurate? Let me know. And naturally that person will, they will correct you or not, you know, they will clarify exactly what the issue is that they're experiencing. Now, back to the story that I was going to tell you, right? Sun Tzu, brilliant author. You guys must read his book, The Art of War. It's, it's, I believe it's thousands of years old now. This is a story that I feel communicates and highlights just how important communication is, right? Not only from a relationship standpoint, but from a leader standpoint, whether you are a war general, whether you are a politician, whether you are a CEO, doesn't matter what you, or a project leader, it could easily be something as simple as that, a manager even. This is the story. Sun Tzu, whose personal name was Wu, was a native of Qi state. His art of war brought him to the notice of Ho Lu, king of Wu. Holy said to him, I have carefully pursued your 13 chapters. May I submit your theory of managing soldiers to a sight test? Sun Tzu replied, you may. The king asked, may the test be applied to women? The answer was again in the affirmative, so arrangements were made to bring 180 ladies out of the palace. 
Sun Tzu divided them into two companies and placed one of the king's favourite concubines at the head of each. He then made them all take spears in their hands and addressed them. Thus, I presume you know the difference between front and back, right hand and left hand. The girls replied, yes. Sun Tzu went on. When I say eyes front, you must look straight ahead. When I say left turn, you must face towards your left hand. When I say right turn, you must face towards your right hand. When I say about turn, you must face right around towards the back. Again, the girls assented. The words of command having been thus explained, he set up the halberds and battle axes in order to begin the drill. Then to the sound of drums, he gave the order, right turn, but the girls only burst out laughing. Sun Tzu says patiently, if words of command are not clear and distinct, if orders are not thoroughly understood, then a general is to blame. He started drilling them again, and this time gave the order left turn, whereupon the girls once burst more into fits of laughter. Then he said, If words of command are not clear and distinct, if orders are not thoroughly understood, the general is to blame. But if orders are clear and the soldiers nevertheless disobey, then it is of the fault of their officers. So saying, he ordered the leaders of the two companies to be beheaded. Now the king of Wu was watching from the top of a raised pavilion. And when he saw his favourite concubines about to be executed, he was greatly alarmed and hurriedly sent down the following message. We are now quite satisfied as to our general's ability to handle troops. If we are bereft of two concubines, our meat and drink will lose their savour. It is our wish that they shall not be beheaded. Sun Tzu replied even more patiently. Having once received his majesty's commission to be general of his forces, there are certain commands of his majesty which acting in that capacity I am unable to accept. Accordingly and immediately, he had the two leaders beheaded and straightway installed the pair, next in order as leaders in their place. When this had been done, the drum was sounded for the drill once more. The girls went through all the evolutions, turning to the right or to the left, marching ahead or wheeling about, kneeling or standing with perfect accuracy and precision, not venturing to utter a sound. Then Sun Tzu sent a message to the king saying, Your soldiers, sire, are now properly drilled and disciplined and ready for your majesty's inspection. They can be put to any use that their sovereign may desire. Bid them go through fire and water, and they will not now disobey. But the king replied, Let our general cease drilling and return to camp. As for us, we have no desire to come down and inspect the troops. Thereupon Sun Tzu said calmly, The king is only fond of words and cannot translate them into deeds. After that, the king of Wu saw that Sun Tzu was one who knew how to handle an army and appointed him general. In the west sun, Sun Tzu defeated the Chu state and forced his way into Ying, the capital. And in the north, he put fear into the states of Qi and Qin and spread his fame abroad amongst the feudal princes. And Sun Tzu shared in the might of the kingdom. Su Ma Qian. Forgive me if I said any of these names wrong. But one thing that I want to highlight in the story specifically is this quote. If words of command are not clear and distinct, if orders are not thoroughly understood, the general is to blame. But if his, sold, if the, if his orders are clear and the soldiers nevertheless disobey, then it is the fault of their officers. Now, this is very very key because a lot of the time if you're a leader you understand you you know you you'll get mad when your employees or your followers are not doing things correctly but one thing we must assess is 
have you communicated things to them efficiently have you communicated things in a way where they understand exactly what they're supposed to do or is there somewhere where you know there's a level of confusion or did i leave too many gaps for their own interpretation of of whatever it is i'm trying to say you know and i think a lot of the time we assume that people know exactly what we meant but when we actually sit down and reflect and have some sort of level of introspection and self-criticism we allow ourselves to really see the truth and the reality of the situation and a lot of the time you will realize people aren't doing things because they want to disobey you sometimes they might be but a lot of the time it's because you just haven't officially communicated and i hope that the, the the different things that i've highlighted in this podcast episode will help you to understand different ways where you could communicate more efficiently you know whether it's your your changing the way how you present yourself in terms of your body language and the tone of your voice or or the words that you speak because sometimes you might say words and you don't really mean them you know you really mean another thing maybe you might need to check that and really say what you mean rather than try to say it in a way through your body language and assume that the person will know exactly what you mean no say what you mean with your words and if ever in doubt Give them the opportunity to ask you for clarification. Or if you are in doubt of what you have interpreted from, from what the person has communicated to you, ask them. Or even if it's some something as simple as, let's take, for example, in the situation of a friendship, right? You have a group of friends and this person keeps not turning up to the events that you guys are preparing to get everybody linked up together and, you know, develop and build upon the relationship that you guys have already built dissect the reason behind that because sometimes the person might simply just not know about it or they might be unclear about what it is you're actually doing you know open up conversations don't be scared to open up conversations you know and you might find people who want to be more included more or you might find that your your partners will be willing to express their needs and desires or you know what's really affecting them at that current point of time because instead of communicating, a lot of the time we don't communicate, we repress it and then we just brush it aside and brush it beneath the rug. But like I said in last week's episode, when you brush things beneath the rug, what happens? The dirt certainly has not disappeared. It's not just going to soak in into the floor and disappear. No, it's going to keep on building up, building up and building up until you pop, until the dirt is so dirty <laughs> the dirt is dirt and so bad that you have no choice but to see it right there's so much dirt it just builds up it powers up and it's like you can't ignore it anymore and usually you know the aim is to not get to that point the aim is to keep on managing stuff as you go along so it's a lot more easier to manage it's a lot more easier to clean you know the costs are a lot more less but the longer you wait to communicate the longer you wait to understand and reach a conclusion or reach a, a common ground and understanding or resolution the more costly it will get with that being said this is a school of higher thought podcast i hope you guys take this in and really start to identify identify ways you can improve upon your communication because we must take accountability for ourselves it's not just the other person it's not what people are doing to us. It's not what people are saying or not saying. 
It's about what we're doing. Are we taking action? Are we putting our best foot forward and trying to reach a resolution? Or are we just constantly running away from the topic? Because what happens is when we run away from the topic, it just comes back, comes back up again. You know, the same issues repeat in itself again and again and again and we stay in this loop. But it's time for you to break out of this loop. It's time for you to really make the change that needs to happen. It doesn't matter what area it is, whether it's your communication or whether it's your your habits or whether it's your ability to stay true to your word or whatever it is, it's time for you today to stay accountable for it and really assess what you're doing or what you're not doing so you can become better, whether it's for a business relationship, whether it's for your partner or whether it's for yourself. It doesn't matter for who it's for. Just get it done, man. Peace.